A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Adiel Adipo here. Thanks, as always, for downloading Finite Extra. A quick announcement for those of you who listen to us regularly. Until the end of May, we will no longer be releasing new episodes on Tuesdays. Myself and Gareth will now be with you on Wednesdays instead, up until the end of May. If you want to catch up on air, we're in the new slot of 1pm on Wednesday afternoons on TalkSport 2. Otherwise, we'll be in the same place as usual on Fight Night Podcast Channel, alongside all our great other boxing content. This is Fight Night Extra on TalkSport 2. If you love your boxing and your MMA, this is the show for you, Fight Night Extra, with myself, Adi Oladipo, and the great Gareth A. Davis. Today, we're going to look back on Saturday night's action at Wembley Arena as the Misfits once again rolled into town. However, it didn't quite end the way KSI would have wanted after he elbowed Joe Fournier on his way to victory. All eyes will be on Dublin at this weekend as one of Ireland's most decorated athletes. Katie Taylor finally makes her debut in, home, in her home country at the age of 36. She fights Chantel Cameron. We're going to look ahead to the event and ask just how much more Katie Taylor has left in the tank. As soon as that one is done, it will be all eyes on Las Vegas as two of the biggest stars in the lightweight division, Devin Haney and Vasily Lomachenko, face off. We're going to get stuck into that fight and also how it could impact arguably the most exciting division in boxing currently. Uh, plus, we are going to discuss reports that Daniel Dubois has split from trainer Shane McGuigan. What does that mean for his potential fight with Alexander Usyk? And former UFC heavyweight champion Francis Ngannou has signed with the PFL. Does that end any speculation he could venture into professional boxing? Lots to get through. This is Fight Night Extra on TalkSport 2. Starting to break confidence, as I say that. Big right hand there there. from KSI and Fournier looking to hold on, and down he goes, stretched out on his back. The referee takes up the count, and he has been counted out. And KSI has won this fight by stoppage. The winner by knockout victory, still undefeated, the fighting phenom known as the Nightmare. Here's And I just thought she could fight anybody and set out the free arena, but she wanted to fight Chantel Cameron. She, for a long time, people in boxing felt that she wouldn't fight Chantel Cameron. Mm. She'd fight anybody. How do you feel about Lomachenko saying, whatever you want, let's just get it done? That's what I like to hear. I took the risk. I went over uh, to Australia twice. Uh, everything that George Cambosos mandated to me, I signed up for. So we'll see well, when we go to negotiating. I feel like I've been in the promotion uh, uh, lately without a promoter. I don't have a promoter anymore. And I said this to Dana, like, I don't feel like I belong. Gareth, where should we start? Firstly, how are you, Gareth? 
I'm very well, thank you. I'm, I'm trying to keep my head very still on this week's show because our producer, our brilliant producer, Jeremy Fulham, has said he's worried about my he- headphones, my earphones, popping out this week. They did last week. I apologise for anyone if I went rambling on, not realising I wasn't being heard. But I am static yep. and I am good. Yeah, and I'm really looking forward to this weekend, Eddie. Fantastic. Let, let's kick things off with um, misfits on the weekend. KSI, uh, one of the biggest stars in the world, if you think about it, with his social media following. Um, he had his fight against Joe Fournier, um, a few other fights on the card as well. But that's the one we're going to talk about. Not for long, but we'll give it a couple of minutes. Uh, KSI winning the fight um, <laughs> by elbow. <laughs> it was an elbow, right? It was clean on the money as well. Um, before we talk about the fight specifically, I mean, this KSI thing just keeps on going, doesn't it? This Misfits thing, another sold-out venue. I'm guessing decent pay-per-view numbers uh, for the zone. He really is just a superstar. He, he says what he wants and he gets the crowd going like a yeah. pop star. Definitely. I'm a big fan of his. Hmm. Um, I'm not the biggest fan in the world of the whole movement, but I, I enjoy it, so I'm not going to lie and i can reveal on our show that it broke three three hundred thousand pay-per-view buys jesus um which came to me about an hour ago yes um it is but it but it's not when you think that he's got 41 million social media followers and regardless of whether um he's not a true boxer he's definitely um developing his skills i thought thought he looked leagues above Joe Fournier, frank, mm. frankly. Yeah. Oh, uh, looked like an old man in there. I know he's probably playing possum as well and mm-hmm. waiting to counter and clock him with a big right hand, which he nearly did a couple of times. But JJ, KSI, got no fear, has he? he he's just doing his thing. Doesn't matter if he wins or loses, frankly. So it's 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 glory or bust. And he's and it's you know, he's he's got the Midas touch, hasn't he? And everything he touches turns to gold. Um, the accusations about the elbow, um, yeah, I think they're founded in a, in a real boxing ring with a boxing board of control sanctioning the bout. You could have appealed it. He mm-hmm. might have been disqualified for the elbow. It probably was a no contest. Yeah. Joe Fournier can appeal it. KSI isn't going to fight him again. I don't think no. anyone wants to see it again. Either. No, we move on. We move on. Tommy Fury in the ring. He had a, a big scuffle with Idris Virgo. Yeah. Props to Big John Fury for breaking them up and not getting involved. Um, I like the face-off. They did it right. That's what should be happening in boxing, that WWE-style face-off. And then a match. And then a yeah. match afterwards. Simple. Simple. Um, yeah. I think those two fight. The big question for me, Addy, um, as I say, 300,000 pay-per-view buys plus, I've had confirmed. Um you heard it here first. Um, do they fill out a stadium, Tommy and KSI? And KS, has KSI got any chance against Tommy? Now, that's a big ask for him. Yeah, some, some good questions there that I guess we'll find out the answers to very, very soon. Um, going back to that 300,000 sort of pay-per-view number, by that's absolutely incredible. Bear in mind, Canelo fought John Ryder, um, what, the week before, and there are rumours that that, did around 250,000. I know it's a, a different price point, but that uh, that goes to show just how big KSI is. And let's not forget Tommy Fury versus Jake Paul earlier on in the year did what 750,000. Yeah. I mean these YouTube stars are just 
you can understand why broadcasters and promoters are lapping it up. And you can understand why DAZN continually puts on these events because it's a big win for DAZN. You cannot fight them. You can't fight them and push them to the side. We're better off having it involved as an ad hoc quasi part of boxing yeah. um, than it being over there somewhere where it's unadministered. You know, I know you were a fan of the tag team stuff last time. I wasn't. I'm not a fan mm. of two 400-pound men who look like they can have a heart attack fighting. I, I was frightened. It's funny. I'm happy you say that because I just want to get something out there because I know a lot of people commented on it. And I was scared before the event. And I actually spoke to someone mm. at the zone. I says, what do we do if someone does have a heart attack? Like genuine question. Like, yeah, yeah, what, yeah. What, what's, what do I do on, on stage and, you know, as part of the broadcast if someone does go down? Because I, one of the guys I was watching, his name's Boogie. I watched his YouTube channel just to, you know, get some reference about him. Boogie 6988, isn't it? I think, oh, go on, look at you. You've done your research. And Wings and, of um, Redemption was his w- opponent. Wings of Redemption was his opponent. Real names? No idea. Okay. No idea. No idea. You lost me there. But one of the guys, Boogie, was doing a little selfie video on his YouTube channel, walking down the corridor, talking about the event. He was out of breath doing that. And I was like, this is not going to end well. And that's why they done the rounds, making them a minute. There was talks about a two minute round, then a minute 30. Then I was like, okay, maybe we can only do a minute. But yeah, those type of events, I'm not a fan of at all. Well, they're the just guys, doing they get it. They no, fight. Addy, for me, I know you're working on it in the broadcast terms, and I was on Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, you are. You're in the studios, right? Yeah. You know, um, thrown to the commentary team. But um, there's no point just stretching it to make it Fellini's Circus of the Absurd for the sake of it, you know? Th- mm. These are the things that belong in Federico Fellini movies with, the, with, with absurdism. There's no point just doing it for the sake of it. I like the idea of people like Al Brook and all those kind of guys. I know that she's in the other organization at the moment. Yeah. And, Kingpin. Um, Kingpin. But I like these guys crossing over and making a difference and wanting to become real boxers. I, I like that aspiration. But those Is that guys a problem, have... though? Is that not the problem? No, no. Because they are, some, no, some influence. in the gym day in, day out. Those two fat fellas, right, if I can say yeah. that, right? You can those, say Those two 400-pound fat fellas... Um, whose arms looked like super lightweights, yeah. they were never going to hurt each other because they, they wouldn't. All they'd have been able to do is like bang into each other and knock each other over, you know. Yeah. And yeah. I was more worried about them falling over and not being able to get back up again. I, I was. I'm, I genuinely. Or the or the ring dead. canvas or the or the or the ring um, planks breaking or something yeah. like that. Yeah, because you're talking eight hundred pounds. Yeah. I mean, eight hundred pounds is a lot, but there are some people in the influencer world, YouTube crossover world that say it's almost becoming too much like real boxing. That they want just influencers fighting. There's, there's this weird debate now going on between sort of some people who like the idea of these guys becoming or trying to, you know, quote unquote, be real boxers. And then we're, we're losing the what it started off as, which is your gimmicky influencers versus influencers with not much ability. Look, I... I... I think we haven't gone far enough into seeing it yet to do the counter argument. You know, okay. I, I look, they're doing it for their audience. Yeah. But I do think there's a crossover. Mm. Um, and I do think there's things boxing can learn from it, but there's things about boxing that they can learn as well. And they're stretching a little bit with these freak shows. Cause it's a freak show anyway. No, no, it is. It is. Uh, Tommy Fury, as you say, um, 
Looks like he set up the KSI fight last time out, Jake Paul, now KSI, which almost, I guess, for me, says he's now left professional boxing in the dust. That This is what he wants. And I don't blame him. He's going to make more money fighting these two than he would have done in a professional career. Let's be honest. I mean, he would have made a few million fighting Jake. He's going to make a few million fighting KSI. Some people have laughed it off saying he should concentrate on real boxing. What's your take on it? It's a good headache that he's got. <laughs> yes. It's a headache that doesn't need a cure. <laughs> Fight KSI. Yeah. I think he probably beats KSI. Well, I yeah. think he does beat KSI. He, he should beat KSI. He should beat KSI. Yeah. Do the Jake Paul rematch later in the year after Jake Paul has beaten Nate Diaz, potentially. Mm. Um, yeah, go that route. Fill your boots, fill your bank account. He's got a young wife, a young baby. He's a young man. You know, he, yes, of course he wants to prove himself as a boxer, but, you know, you don't get paid for overtime. And there's so many boxers that don't get paid well enough anyway. Great. Um, coming up. It, it, it's a, as I say, it's a difficult headache to have. But I'm sorry, it's, it's a great headache to have. Take the difficult out of it. Don't worry about British title, fighting all the other light heavyweights in the UK. Go the route of, of, of big fight nights and money. Be an influencer. That's where he's most known. Love Island. That's where he, he got his resonance. Yes, of course, he's from a, uh, a very famous fighting family with the Furies. But it's a no-brainer for me. Absolute no-brainer, Eddie. Yeah, the only thing that I guess there will be some conversation on is what weight this take place because I was on stage with him and that boy is a big boy, Tommy Fury. Yeah. And there wasn't much fat on him. Um, KSI is ripped and lean. Uh, Jake Paul's big as well. So KSI clearly undersized. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But look, I, I, I want to move on from that. We've got a couple of minutes left in this section. I want to talk about something that happened at the weekend. Um, a fight between uh, Rolly Romero and Ishmael Barosos for the vacant WBA um, super lightweight title, 140 pounds for people who prefer it that way. And Tony Weeks jumping in and stopping the fight in the ninth round. And it was a very, very controversial stoppage. In, in fact, I'd say in my time watching boxing, I can't think, and I, sometimes you have short memories, but I can't think of a worse stoppage. Barroso clearly not hurt, and Tony Weeks decided, right, enough's enough, let's stop this, let's give Rolando Romero the belt and we all move on. And I think something needs to be done. Nothing will be done, but I think Tony Weeks needs to explain why he stopped that fight because Barosos looked like he was in, look, nothing looked wrong with him. He, he didn't seem to be upset with the fight being stopped, but his corner were livid. I don't know if you've seen the stoppage, Gareth. But yeah, I have, yeah. yeah well, it was something... in the um, Cosmopolitan in Las Vegas last weekend, wasn't it? Look, Tony Weeks was clearly wrong. Uh, the Showtime executives should be speaking to w the WBA, the World Boxing Association, to get this changed. It needs an immediate rematch. Yes. Um, you know, they've got to force the hand of Rolly Romero because mm. Barroso was dealt a very, very rough hand there. Was it ninth round? Ninth round. Yeah, ninth yeah. round. Clearly shouldn't have been stopped. Um, he, was, he was even punching back. Yes. So um, it's not like he was out on his feet and he'd been battered around the ring and then was finally threw a punch back. He was, he didn't even look out. It was just one of those mysterious ones when you went, the referee must have seen something there that I didn't see, but it wasn't. It was a clear mistake by the referee. And he used to put his hands up, they declare it a no contest, and then they do it, or they declare it, that's what it was, but yeah. it's an immediate rematch. 
for for Barroso. I mean, you look at Barroso. He was ahead on the scorecards as well, Barroso. He was ahead on the scorecards. Um, yeah, Barroso ahead on the scorecards. So it's even more of a robbery. Um, and it's this is one of those cases where you could say uh, it's a rob- robbery next. We, we've got to ask Romero not to be calling out Ryan Garcia and Tank Davis. That's not the right thing. Let's get this fight rematched. Because it was yeah. a great fight as well. What do you say to some people? Look, this is a bit of a tightrope for both of us here, so let's walk it carefully. But what do you say to those people that say this, this is more than just Tony Weeks making a mistake? This is a guy that's refed hundreds, hundreds of world title fights. He's one of the OGs when it comes to this ref and business. Like people are, are, have got their conspiracy theory hats on here and they're not willing to let them, you know, go. What, what, what do you say to that? Because um... if it was the other way around, if it was. If it was Roly Romero on the ropes and Barroso's landing a couple, there's no way he's jumping in. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's That's prevalent in boxing so often. Pauli Malinaji was on about this yeah. uh, at the weekend. Um, and he's so right that the A-side always get the longest opportunity to stay in the ring, mm. the opportunity to get to the end of the round, and the B-side get the rough deal. And that's what happened in this. Um, it's happened before. I think he mentioned the Meldrick Taylor... Uh, Julio Cesar Chavez. Oh, yes. Um, Yes. So, you know, it's got to stop. Um, And um, Showtime, a lot of people are saying, should be pushing it. Steven Espinosa is very powerful. Um, He he can do that. Um, And two, will the WBA force it? Let's hope so. All right, still to come, we are going to talk Daniel Dubois' reported split from Shane McGuigan and what it means for his potential fight with Alexander Usyk. We are hearing that Danny Dubois has linked up with former trainer Don Charles. We're going to talk Haney versus Lomachenko this weekend. Remember, undisputed fight in the lightweight division. But up next, we're talking Katie Taylor versus Chantel Cameron. A huge fight for Taylor, who makes her professional debut back home in Ireland. I just thought she could fight anybody and sell out the free arena, but she wanted to fight Chantelle Cameron. She, for a long time, people in boxing felt that she wouldn't fight Chantelle Cameron. Mm. She'd fight anybody. Earlier on, when Chantelle Cameron was a threat and a danger and didn't have any belts, where's the reward? Now, Katie can become undisputed champion, two divisions, by beating her, and she's more than happy to take the challenge. She's gonna want to put on a good show for, for her hometown, but um, for me, obviously, there's less, less pressure on me and. Yeah, I think if she does come to have a fight, I think it's gonna gonna play into my hands perfectly. Welcome back. You're listening to Final Extra on Talksport Two. Myself, Adi Oladipo, the great Gareth A. Davis. A couple of mouth-watering showdowns uh, this weekend. Vegas, big one. Devin Haney versus Vasily Lomachenko for all the marbles in the lightweight division, and then the big one uh, Saturday. Katie Taylor returns home. Um, the homecoming fight that she's been begging for. She takes from Chantel Cameron for all the marbles. 140 pounds. Gareth A. Davis caught up with Katie Taylor recently, and this is what she had to say about fighting back home for the first time. I mean, it obviously would have been amazing if it was Crow Park. That's that that is our most iconic arena. 80,000 80, people would have been absolutely. Um, that's a spectacle right there. But I'm just delighted that that homecoming fight is happening, and I, I don't really let my mental space. I can't let those things occupy my, my mental space. Really, I have a I have a huge fight to prepare for, and. Um, and so I'm just completely focused on the, on the fight itself. And 
I have a chance to, to fight at home for the first time in my professional career. Um, this is, is going to be an amazing night for me. And uh, it's just business as usual, I guess. Is it deep in your soul, that walk to the ring and that week around Dublin? Is it going to be deep in your soul? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think uh, this is this is all I ever wanted, really. Yeah, ever since I, I turned pro, I wanted to fight at home for, for many, many years. And now I have the chance to actually do that. Um, it, the atmosphere I know is going to be absolutely electric. Every now and then I do think about the ring walk and, and the atmosphere and what it's going to be like to actually uh, step out and actually see um, so many people there. Uh, it's going to be uh, one of the biggest nights of my career, if not the biggest night. Now tell me about the fight. I mean, many of us are saying, obviously we want to come and witness you at Croke Park, hopefully in September against Amanda Serrano or TBC. And I'll ask you about that in a minute, but it's a big risk we're all feeling. Not a big risk, but it's a big challenge going back up to light, wel uh, light welter, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Light welter, 140 pounds against Chantal, who's a small tank of a fighter, isn't she? She's a, a bullocking, aggressive fighter. Yeah. Um, talk to talk to me about going yay to that one and, and, and not even thinking about how it may scupper Croke Park or it may not, I don't know, but I mean, you took the challenge seemingly without an even a thought. Yeah, I think I've decided that I've actually wanted for a long time now. Um, um, once we heard that Serrano was out, uh, the next biggest challenge out there was Chantal Cameron and she was the obvious choice. Um, I don't. I we could have uh, picked an easier route for for my homecoming fight, a mandatory challenger, for example. But, um, but that's not what I'm about. I just want. I want to be involved in the biggest fights possible, and this is a uh, one of the biggest fights in boxing right now. I believe, undisputed champion versus undisputed champion. This is absolutely huge. I have a chance to become a two weight undisputed champion, and um, these are the kind of challenges that I absolutely love. Katie Taylor there speaking about a few things, Gareth. Let's kind of break down what she, what she said. Firstly, why she's taken this fight. Remember, it was supposed to be Amanda Serrano. That fell off and everyone kind of thought, okay, maybe Katie will wait until September to fight Amanda at Crow Park, possibly. She was like, no, put her hand up. I want Chantel, 140 pounds. Um, I love the confidence of Katie. Obviously, wants to go down as the greatest female fighter of all time. And these kind of fights mean that she's very, very close to being there. Yeah, and I think also she can put the disappointment of not being at Croke Park behind her because she's been to that three arena. I mean, I have several times the Conor McGregor fights. I don't know if you've ever been there. And no, seen first time there. coming up this well, Saturday for me. Well, you know, it's an old turning point for the trains. It's a bare pit of an atmosphere with a, a massive stand on one side and the ring backed in against a wall. So mm. you get all the noise rebounding. It's a crescendo, a wall of noise from the very vociferous Irish fans. Katie's experienced that with Conor McGregor fights and concerts there, of course. It's a big venue in Dublin there along um, along, along the banks of the Liffey. And um, I think she'll feed off that. She's not able to think about it too hard at the moment because it's a very emotional return for her to Ireland. And if she comes through this, they are looking. Logistical reasons forbade it this time for going to Croke Park. It's set up for a late summer fight with in front of 80,000 fans. I think it'll help her, Addy, that her walk to the ring is not in front of 80,000 at home in Dublin um, for the first fight. I think the Why? second fight. Because I think a tight, compact atmosphere will help her more. It'll mm. raise her and get that game out of her straight away. She is emotional about it. 
She's mm. clearly emotional. Six years she's been a pro, hasn't had a chance to fight at home yet. You know, yeah. such yeah. a big thing because of the issues, the troubles that have mm. been around boxing in Ireland. So this is a big moment against a very tough tank of an opponent. Yeah. What fight is tougher for her? Again, this was supposed to be Serrano, who is a 126er coming up. So Katie would have had the, the, the advantage in size. Now it's Chantel, unbeaten, 140-pounder. Look, I don't know what she's going to wear on the night because Chantel's a big girl. Right, Jamie Moore has to make sure that she stays in and around that weight to make the weight. What fight is tougher for Katie, this one or Amanda? Well, some people had Amanda Serrano winning that, of course, in New York yep. a year ago where we were yep. both out, of course, that night. Just what a night that was, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> That's why Katie Taylor is in these kind of fights. So, you, you know, it was touch and go. She was almost stopped by Amanda Serrano, yeah. you recall. Well, she was out yeah. on her feet, it looked like, at one point. Her legs then, buckled, didn't they? They literally kept going. Really the canvas. Yeah. But Serrano is southpaw. Is She's a counter-punching southpaw. She's got great movement. She's very relentless. She creates angles. Chantel Cameron is a more straightforward fighter yeah. with slower hand speed than Katie, in my view. So Katie, I think, will move more in this contest. Da-da-da-da, move. Da-da-da-da, move. The way for Chantel Cameron to force this fight is to get into it later with Katie. Those two-minute rounds pass very quickly, and I expect Katie to be four rounds up after four rounds Moving mm. fast, letting her hands go, making Cameron play catch up. I think Katie wins it on points. I think the fight goes fast, apart from the last two rounds for her that are going to be hard to get through, in my view. Yeah. Um, How do so you much, see it? So, um, I, I'm nervous for Katie. If if I have to be I'm brutally honest, I, I'm nervous for her. I'm nervous for her because, as you say, she will be emotional. She's wanted this for so many years, and if we're brutally honest she is slipping. She's on the slide. And that's not saying she's still not number one or two in terms of best female fighters in the world, but she's had so many tough fights and they take their toll. I don't think many people speak about it. Delphine Pursun, Tasha Jonas, Lina Dartu, Amanda Serrano, all really tough fights where she's gone to the well. She's going to go to the well again. Is there water there? Now, how much can you keep going to the well where Chantel is fresh? I mean, the McCaskill fight was, yeah, it was a, was a bit tough, but it wasn't, the, you know, the hardest. Mary McGee wasn't difficult. So it's a young, fresh, bigger Chantel versus the veteran, who is now 36, let's not forget, Katie Taylor, whose knees are starting to go, hence why she stands in the corner rather than sit down because of bending the knee. So like, I, I hope because it's a homecoming without sitting on the fence that Katie gets it done. But I think it's a really, really tough fight. And I'm with you. I think she's up. But then she's hanging on for almost dear life in the last couple of rounds. Yeah, but she wins it. Fight. But she wins she, it. She, she wins it. She wins it. I think. I, I think she wins These it. These are the fights she loves. These are the fights she loves. Look, would you have said she was past her best against Amanda Serrano a year ago? No. So no. I don't think she's past her best. No, no, maybe, maybe you're right. I think right. she's got two or three left in her, and I think that's the end of her. Then I don't yeah. think she'll go on beyond that. She may not go beyond, Daddy, the, the Croke Park in September. Mm. Um, you know, um, I was just looking, I don't know if you saw it during the week. It popped up, her playing for Ireland. She had 11 caps for Ireland as saw a it. senior international. Saw Lovely little skitter yeah. of a right foot. She's, um, she's clearly a, a talented sportswoman. It is very, just, very. I mean, she's and dedicated. You know, and she's, very, 
That's one thing about her. You know, when we talk about, we, we normally focus on men about living the life. She clearly lives the life. Like this is a woman that's always in shape. Um, always. Quick one on Chantel, Gareth. How is she going to handle this? I mean, she's going to come out to, I've been told, one of the most hostile atmospheres she would she would have ever seen, right? I mean, she'd never experienced anything like this. How difficult is it for Jamie Oliver and Nigel Travis to make sure that she is um, fully focused on it? Sorry, Jamie Moore, apologies, and Nigel Travis to make sure she's... I was going to say, more... when are we cooking? <laughs> i got a spag bowl on, on the oven now. Oh, well, I'm going to squeeze a little bit of bacon <laughs> and a squeeze if I'm getting all... Um, Chantel, here's, here's the great thing for Chantel. I interviewed her, um, last week, week before as well. Katie Taylor's a hero for her. And yet she's someone she's always wanted to fight. So this is a massive fight for her as well. She knows she's up against the fighting Irish. 10,000 Irish step in there with Katie Taylor on Saturday night. She'll feel them in every sinew. Every time she raises a hand, an eye, an eyelid, an eyebrow, a frown, 10,000 will raise with her. They are few, but they are many when they fight the Irish. Do, and they you, come think, as a force. do you think Connor walks with her to the ring? If he's there, he walks with her. He brings his stout with him. She's not a drinker. She's not a smoker. She doesn't gamble, remember? This is highly religious Katie Taylor. Religion yeah. and fighting are her art forms. They are her adherents. She is canonically interested in those things. If McGregor walks with her, and she's been to some of his events, as she told me, she will be proud. Yeah. Because, because the funny thing is, he's the hero with the upstarts. And she's the hero with the mainstream. She's the darling of Ireland. She is. Ireland fights with her on Saturday night. That's no. Chantel Cameron's problem. Big problem. What do you make of Connor's involvement in this? Um, he's sponsoring the event as well. He's been really behind this, very vocal about it. What do you make of Connor's wanting to kind of make sure that this goes ahead and putting his hard-earned cash as well where his mouth is? Well, I've been very critical of Conor McGregor over the last two or three years because I think he's been, you know... Um, not what he was. No, you know? agreed, agreed. But, but I think since he went on to the Tough series, I've really enjoyed seeing him and his, and his, you know, his enthusiasm live at fights for different people now and being mm. there and being a part of it. And you can see people shocked that he isn't a dick when he turns up, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think Conor McGregor is, I think he's really grown. I, and I, I, I applaud him again and, um, I, I want to see him do great things. And, and I think it's great that he's involved with her. Um, yeah. I think he's changed since coming back. I think something's changed in him. I'm really pleased. Maybe he's got rid of some of his wild years that he needed to do. Maybe he needed He needed yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. He, he's a very, he was a very young man still. Very young man with 200 money. million in the bank. Exactly. It's not easy. Exactly. Yeah. All right, you're listening to Final Extra on TalkSport 2. Coming up, we are going to talk Daniel Dubois splitting from his coach Shane McGuigan and what it means for a potential fight with Alexander Usyk. We'll also talk Francis Ngannou too, the former UFC champion assigned with the PFL after his high-profile spat with Dana White. Next, though, we are going to be talking the big one. Devin Haney versus Vasily Lomachenko. Massive lightweight fight in Las Vegas this weekend. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. 
Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome back. You're listening to Final Extra on TalkSport 2. Adi Oladipo, the great Gareth A. Davis. All right, but we had a huge, humongous lightweight fight uh, a few weeks back in Vegas between uh, Javante Tank Davis and Ryan Garcia. No belts on the line for that one. That's because this weekend, all the marbles are on the line as Devin Haney takes on uh, the great Vasily Lomachenko. And I guess the questions going into this one, Gareth, what a left in the magician, uh, Vasily Lomachenko. 35 now, 36. Uh, various injuries. Undersized, I think, in the division. You look at his body shape, and this is a guy that really still looks like he could fight 126. But he's taking on the big boys, and Devin Haney's the big boy of the division with all the marbles. What can Vasily Lomachenko do against him? Well, I think the key is in this contest, the trouble, the, pro- the problem for Vasily, but the key for the Matrix, the magician that he is, mm. Um is that he tends to not start too quickly. Yeah. And I think against Devin Haney, the key is if he can start quickly and win some of the opening rounds and put the pressure on Devin Haney a little bit rather than ease his way into the fight and then look to try and open Devin Haney up, who is bigger, faster, younger, stronger, in my view. Mm. Um, but there is something special about Vasil Lomachenko. I say he is a magician. Um, the great Ukrainian, amazing amateur record, two Olympic gold medals. He's come up. He lost his second pro fight, remember, under Bob Arum against yeah. Orlando Solido for the world title. But he's come up through featherweight, super featherweight to lightweight. As you say, he's over, he's undersized and overmatched Clearly. with a lot of these guys. So he's fighting above his weight class. He could have, well, I don't know if he'd have beaten Shaka Stevenson at super feather. We'll, we'll never find out. We'll probably find out a lightweight if he wins on Saturday night. But for for me, I think Devin Haney wins it. I mean, I'm picking him to win it on points. Mm. I don't think there'll be a stoppage. Um, but I'm picking Devin to win it on points. And again, to, for Basil to come strong late, maybe chasing the fight. I can't As he did against Teofimo. Exactly. Yeah. But he didn't get started for until the seventh round in that fight. Credit to T.O. I spoke to last week with Josh Taylor. 
uh, for a show for Sky and ESPN. Uh, got, got him, I actually got insulted quite a lot by Tio on that um, video call. I don't um, worry, he's, he's insulted a lot of people recently. Yeah, but it was fine. I was just saying to him, I used to admire, I said I admired his arrogance. He said, why have we got this guy on the show? What, show off his hair? Um, oh, and he was, <laughs> um, but no, but it was a deli- It was called Trash Talk between Josh mm. Taylor. I was sitting with Josh Taylor and he was sitting with his team in Miami. Uh, it was great fun. And mm. really looking forward to that fight, by the way. Should we'll talk about one. it in a couple a of weeks. One. But yep. um, my feeling is Vasil Lomachenko has to go in there and dictate to win this fight. If he doesn't do that, he'll slip behind and he'll lose 115, 113, 116, 112. Okay. If he goes yeah, in I, I, there and he gets inside, creates angles for his left hand, does his crabbing mastery and befuddles... Haney and gets inside the jab a little bit. I think we're on for a terrific fight, but I just think Haney's got enough to do it. Yeah, this is definitely a heart rule in my head here. Yeah, um, yeah, because I I love Vasily Lomachenko. Like of this era, him and Golovkin were my favorite fighters, and it's weird to see them both getting old. Golovkin now at forty forty one, and Vasily Lomachenko as I said thirty five or thirty six, maybe even. Um, coming off a couple of injuries, didn't look great his last performance, and it's a shame. Obviously, what was going on in Ukraine. It was him that was supposed to fight Cambosos. And I think he would have beaten Cambosos um, and would have become undisputed. Um, so it is a shame that he's now chasing these fights. But I- I'm with you. I just think Devon's just just too young. It's a young man's game. It really, especially in these lighter weights. In the heavyweights, fine. But in the lighter weights, is a young man's game. And Devon Haney is just so much bigger. He's just like, he's going to rehydrate to 150 something on the night. And Loma won't go that much bigger. So um, I, I can't see how Loma beats him. But if he can pull this one off, and he, like, I've always referred to this, people laugh. I, I think he's got things in his tool bag that Devin Haney would never have seen before. So he's going to show Devin Haney different looks that Devin Haney would have never seen. I just don't know if that's enough for him to get the job done. Um, but what it should do, and, and you mentioned Shakur, Steven there, Shakur Stevenson, if Devon does get the job done, hopefully we've got some big fights, hopefully this year, maybe the start of next year. But I would love, and, and that's because I love Loma, I would love Loma to pull off the upset. Oh, listen, I think most boxing fans, you know, the poetic feeling, like you say, your 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 heart says, mm. what a story it would be for this great Ukrainian with what's going on at home, yeah. the things he's done, the way he carries himself. Um, he's known as the Matrix. He's one of the most skilled boxers. I mean, this is one of the great technical matchups in boxing, isn't it? You know, it's yeah. it's a purest, purest fight on purest. Saturday. Yeah. You know, we go from the ridiculousness, from the sublime to the ridiculous, almost with talking about the misfits and KSI and Joe Fournier to this. You're talking, you know, from kindergarten to to mastership profession yeah, you know, yeah. And, and then you are and and yeah. so um <laughs> it's something to savor it's something to watch live you only get one chance to watch something live this is an opportunity to watch it live um i i want a spectacular performance from the matrix as well because devon haney could come again but the one thing i'd say which we haven't mentioned yet is apart from all the youthfulness of haney He's been improving yeah. over the last couple yeah. of years as well, drastically. And we haven't seen those improvements from Lomachenko. He is what he is. Mm. Um, he's not predictable, but 
he can be there's there are size divisions there are weight divisions for a reason and yeah. and and that's why your head says there's Devin Haney and like you rightly say if Devin Haney wins or even if Lomachenko loses Shaka Stevenson's there for either of them as yeah. is Tank Davis waiting on the other side of the of the promotional a parabola, if you like. So it's not often that um, the undisputed champ in the division isn't considered number one in the division. Mm, mm. Uh, do, you, do you almost feel like Devon's slightly disrespected? Because I think if you ask a lot of people, people have Shakur above him. They have maybe Javante because of that yeah, Ryan I win above him. Fine. Is that some is that, people yeah? might have Vasil above him? Yeah. He's got to go through these other three guys. Mm. I think Vasil Lomachenko pointed to it the other day. We have so many champions with one belt. It's great when you've got one champion with four belts. Some can fight him, prove that, then you fight the other guys. They need to decide between these four who is the best. Yeah. And that and that's what's so fascinating. That's why I know we're going to talk about heavyweights in the final section. That's why heavyweight boxing's so darn disappointing at the moment. And it really is. We're facing mm. a hiatus in the sport at the moment. Yeah, indeed we are. Look, look big fights are a big weekend. As we say, it's Katie Taylor versus Chantel Cameron, undisputed, 140 pounds. And then a few hours later, you know, stay up if you can, grab a grab a can of something cold, because a few hours later, Vegas, we have um, Vasily Lomachenko trying to become undisputed against Devin Haney. Should be a great night of boxing. All right, you're listening to Final Extra on TalkSport 2. Next up, we are going to chat a bit of heavyweight boxing. Daniel Dubois has reportedly split from Shane McGuigan. What does that mean for his potential fight with Alexander Usyk? Welcome back to Final Extra, Adi Lodipo, the great Gareth A. Davis. Uh, this surprised me, uh, Gareth. Uh, obviously, the news breaking yesterday. I heard rumours about it last week. Uh, Daniel Dubois has split from trainer Shane McGuigan. He's gone back to Don Charles, who um, I think did train him um, for a couple of fights previously, but he's gone back to Don Charles. Um, before we talk about implications about the Alexander Usyk fight, this has now become a bit of a regular occurrence for Shane McGuigan, who I think is one of the best sort of young coaches in the game. But you look at, you know, obviously Carl Frampton started, but then Josh Taylor, Lawrence Okoli recently as well. Now Daniel Dubois. That is worrying for me. That That's worrying because, again, I think Shane McGuigan's a fantastic coach. Yeah, I mean, look, boxers change their coaches all the time for lots of different reasons. Sometimes it's on the back of a loss. I'd almost rather boxers leave before they've taken a loss because then they're yeah. not blaming... The trainer. I mean, that's yeah. a very easy thing to do, and that's when most boxers leave their trainers. But it's a, it's a disagreement over something. It's a it's a feeling within his camp that Don Charles may offer him more. Don Charles has trained heavyweights. He's yeah. got other heavyweights he's training at the moment. Um, he had a very successful time with, with Derek Chisora. Don has been around a very long time. Long time. They might just feel that he's right. You know. Mm. Um, well, they obviously do feel that he's right. Fascinating move. Um, I don't think it reflects badly on Shane McGuigan. He's got a very busy stable. I'd be interested if Caroline Dubois leaves as well. Wow, for, completely forgot form, about that. You know, um, Completely but, forgot about that, Gareth. Yeah. You are correct. What does Caroline do? Yeah, well, well probably nothing. But mm. it might just be a technical decision. Obviously, Shane McGuigan worked with David Hay. Yeah. Um, so there was, I'm pretty sure he did. He did work with David Hayes. I think for a fight. For a fight, yeah. yeah. But, you know, I, I look, he's, he has worked with heavyweights. Um, 
But it will be down to what they think Don Charles can do for him in this fight against Alexander Usyk. And remember, he trained, I think he was training um, Derek Chisora when he fought Alexander Usyk. He may not have been, but that mm. might be the reason. That's what I'm thinking, putting two and two, two together. Yeah. Um, what, what, what do we do now if you are Daniel Dubois? I mean, this Alexander Usyk mandatory isn't going away. It's there. It's, it seems to be his option to say yay or nay on it. Um, does he pass on it? Should he pass on it? In terms of his career trajectory, uh, for, the, for, for reference, for those listening, not watching, Gareth is shaking his head saying, no, he shouldn't pass on it. No? No. Purse bid's May 25th. Let's see if uh, Queensbury can win that. Mm. Um, get it in a great place for him. O2 Arena. Let's sell that out. Let's build it up. I hope he fights him. Um, because I don't want to see Alexander Usyk then sitting out. Because you can hear noises at the moment about Tyson Fury not agreeing to the fight in December. I, mean, I think Tyson Fury's been in Tenerife recently, hasn't he? Or, or out on one of his tours. Mm. Um, I, look, they clearly are, are trying to deal with, are we fighting Dubois? Is there a, a fight lined up with Tyson Fury? Are the Warrens in his Queensbury trying to sort out a double deal here? Not a double deal in terms of double dealing, but, you know, a purse bid and a fight in the summer uh, against Daniel Dubois. And then if, if Yusuf wins it, he goes on and he fights Fury in Saudi Arabia in the winter. Who knows what's going on at the moment? As I said, it's a very, very frustrating heavyweight division. No one's got any answers, even when you speak to them. But, but in, you know, for Daniel Dubois, in terms of his career... In terms of where, let's not forget, he's still a young kid. What is he, 22, 23, Dubois? Not, he can't, he's not that old, is he? At all. 24, 25 now. Okay, so in terms of his career, with, with, with all the other greats in the division in their late 30s, so, you know, he doesn't have, he, he almost can swerve them and wait. I, I'm just worried about what a damaging defeat to Usyk would do to him mentally. Um, he's, he's 26 in September, by the oh, way. Oh, wow. He's getting on, yeah, is he? Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I think he should take all the big fights he can whenever they come. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if if he had to fake Zhili Zhang at the moment, would you worry for him? No, not Zhang. No, there you not go. So, yeah, but Zhang's not Usyk. Yeah, no, but, but Zhang just beat the guy that jabbed <laughs> yeah, his yeah. head off. Yeah, yeah, you know, and Joe Joyce. So yeah, you know, I'm, I'm pleased Joe Joyce is taking the Zhili Zhang rematch. No, you're right. You're right. Forget all this protecting your own. Let's just go straight for it. And that's yeah, what some of these guys are doing. Be ready. Be ready. He said he'd re he was ready to fight Anthony Joshua and all these guys. I had a lunch with him and Frank Warren a few weeks back. Now he said I definitely want the fight. Mm. I thought they were pushing Usyk towards a Deontay Wilder fight in Saudi Arabia at the time. Clearly, it's Anthony Joshua. Do you believe that one? No, I don't believe anything when it comes to heavyweight boxing anymore. Uh, honestly, believe now what I you know, my friend, as I always say to you, don't believe what they tell you. I wait for you to tell me, and if you don't confirm it, I'm not basically agreeing with anything. I, I think, I think all the pieces on the, in the jigsaw are just moving at the moment all over the place. and it's. I, I think there are too many pieces in the jigsaw. Yeah, That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. I, um, let's quickly wrap with the former UFC heavyweight champion, uh, Francis Ngannou, has signed with the PFL. Yeah. I think they've, they've announced that his first fight for... The organization will be in 2024, leaving a window for him to have a boxing fight. What do you make of this? Uh, Ngano going to the PFL. Um, I'm not quite sure. If I've, I've not looked at their roster, but I don't know who he's going to fight. But 
What would you make of this deal? Well, having having uh, read about it today and been sent the press release, it is fascinating. Um, he is um, obviously being given um, a share in the company, which is amazing. Bit like Anthony Joshua's deal with zone, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think yeah. bigger than that, though. Probably, yeah. Um, he's probably got more. Yeah, you know, way, way they're, more, they're yeah. gonna they're gonna open up PFL Professional Fighters League Africa. This is mixed martial arts. We're talking good, about. good. They're gonna create uh, the pay per view super fight division. So he's he's going to fight someone and get fifty percent of the takings. Um, yeah. Any big name who's not involved in the UFC, basically. Okay, it's true. Anyone? Yeah. Fedor. Oh God. No, it won't be Fedor. <laughs> I bloody hope not. It won't be Fedor. Yeah, I bloody <laughs> it won't be Fedor Emelianenko. But you know they've given him um, an the PFL have announced Naganu as an equity owner. And mm. chairman of PFL Africa. Okay. Well, l- l- we've it, talked it about that. We've we we talked have. about that. That's we exciting. Have. We do. And both of us need to somehow get involved in that one because both of us, I know, would love to go to Africa and work work with the PFL. So if they're listening or watching this, me and Gareth have put our hands up for work. Ready? Here. Ready? One, two, three. Say it. Three words. One, two, three. Three words. Chaos, Chaos in Lagos. Lagos. Yeah, chaos in Lagos. We'll yeah, be out there for seven weeks covering it. Yeah, well, well, well happily, happily <laughs> indeed, we'd get out there for it. Um, but look, it doesn't shut the door on him having a boxing uh, fight, which which Ain't I guess happening. is good news for him. You don't think so? No. Okay, well, there, there you go then. Uh, Gareth, as always, the man, appreciate it. Thank you very much. Got for a lot in that hour. Um, are you coming over to Ireland for Katie Taylor? No, I'm in the studio this weekend, but then I'm going to Belfast next week and then to Bournemouth. Okay, busy man. Obviously, Bournemouth, Conlon, Lawrence O'Coley versus Chris Billum Smith, and Conlon versus Luis Alberto Lopez. So, loads of boxing for us to talk about next week on next week's show. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 